I can't even fathom the idea that you're right. Welcome back to Not Daily Podcast. This time we're presenting you with an episode of a very clear and relatively rare format for us, which is a debate with two clear positions <laughs> where we're going to fight to death. And uh, by the end of the episode, Johan will cry. Vlad will cry. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll most likely end up in some Hegelian synthesis, but... <laughs> <laughs> And that, so without further ado, the topic is why this meeting should have been an email. Like, should this meeting have been an email or not? Or that is to say how written communication is objectively better or worse than oral communication. And uh, implicitly, we're going to tackle the, the extrovert patriarchy that's been uh, ruling over the world and forcing introverts into meetings. Okay, <laughs> you don't see my face, but <laughs> <laughs> like that... It, it has nothing to do with extraversion and introversion, but let's go into it. Yeah. So is this going to be uh, a, a rational debate or just like gut feelings? Uh, do you have arguments? I don't know. I have a lot of <laughs> like, like during the last 20 seconds, I wanted to kill you five times. Yeah. So I'll try to be <laughs> logical and not emotional about it, but we'll try to be a bit logical. But lo loads of feeling there. <laughs> That's good. I, I wanted to know like what is the success criteria? area like is it conv convincing or persuading i think it's to it's to have a framework of when to call and when to write by the end of it okay and you're still on the synthesis mode that's way too i reasonable. think so I, because like i think you can be right i think i'll just crush you <laughs> no but like you can't obviously there's some time that writing is better than talking but some time it isn't Literally like doing a podcast. We're exchanging information and sharing asynchronously. We could just write something, no? Like, are we going into it? Yeah, so... As the losing side, I, I propose that you, you... To let you pick any argument, any side of the topic you want, because I have very complex set of notes with rebuttal to anything you might say. <laughs> so... Okay, you came way more prepared than me. I, I also have a lot of feelings, but they've expressed differently, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but like my first thing is clearly, if we can take like, why are we doing a podcast and not, and not just like a written discussion that we would share with the world. The first thing is it's way easier when you are debating, when you have a logical conversation to do it with emotion by voice, meaning if we were to write something. So I agree with you that for very logical statements, writing is way better, obviously, because you can think about what you're writing and you can edit it before sending it. So yes, sure, you can obviously share better logically informed statement by writing. Yeah, so I had this point that it, it forces you into thinking back about what you're saying, right? It forces you to be a little bit uh, thoughtful. Okay, but the issue is that, and like you can see that when you're in any kind of relationship, is a friendship, like a friendship, a romantic relationship, any kind of relationship, when you're having an argument with your friend, best friend, I don't know, any kind of human being, you never agree by text. That is not something that is happening. If there's any kind of issue, it's like, oh, 
I don't know, you cheated on me, for example, then you can have three hours conversation via text and nothing will ever happen from that. And then you call or you see each other and you argue. And then, wow, it's solved one way or another because you have a hard time explaining yourself by writing. You never had that in like your whole life, writing something and the other person don't understand and you're trying to explain yourself by text and he just doesn't get it. And then like you talk to him and it works. I mean, sure, but I don't think I had that more than in misunderstandings in oral conversations. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have a, a, such a clear cut uh, categorization. Because so the, the point if I'm summarizing is that speech can convey like a face to face speech or whatever can convey better. So you say the emotion, I wrote in my notes nuances, but it's about the same. Yeah, so, so the first thing I think with voice is that it also convey the other person state. So if he doesn't understand, his voice is changing, is slower or whatever, and you can sense it. Like there's a lot of nonverbal Nonverbal communication, yeah, but you don't have in... Uh... That like you completely lose by text. So I have variants. You said if I ever faced that. I think I've faced a lot more. Like I cannot count anymore how many times at work we've had misunderstanding from voice chat. Like we thought we were talking about the same thing, but actually not. So many times I thought we were agreeing, but we actually weren't <laughs> uh, because we weren't talking about the same thing. And a word and an intonation can be very ambiguous sometimes. It can. So nuances can be an advantage, but it also can be a major disadvantage when it leads like that to misunderstandings. So in a situation where you need to basically make sure that like three people have the same understanding of one thing, you're like, okay, we had a meeting. I thought everyone was aligned and agreed on everything and understood the same thing and they didn't. So usually you do that and then you, you write what you agree on and then like people say oh i didn't understand that so let's go back to the drawing board no that's if people read your notes <laughs> people who want to have meetings usually are not keen on reading what i'm saying is if you had that conversation in a chat i don't think you would have agreed more or better understood each other i just think that you could have said after that when the guy didn't understand what you wanted Say, oh, but I wrote that, exactly that. And it would be, yeah, but I understood that by that. And the only thing that it gives you is the historic of it. So you can just go back and say, oh, I was right and you were wrong. So that's something, I guess, but it doesn't mean at all that everyone agree on what you wrote. Well, so, I mean, first of all, the history can help, right? Because if, uh, if you introduce a new term, you can go back to its definition in real time and see, oh, that's what they meant instead of carrying an outdated concept in mind. A bifurcation that's spawned into your own mind. But most importantly, you can also refer to other things. If I'm talking about a project, I can add a URL to this project's page. And so the interlocutor will, will know that it's this thing and not something else. And if there's an ambiguity, you can disambiguate like that. But what I'm saying is like in writing form, you'll think that there's less ambiguity. So you would do that less than what you think you would do already. I can understand that. I, to me, this is an unclear question that can be solved by measuring <laughs> because I don't know if that happens more in oral than in written form. Probably won't run the studies ourselves, but can beg listeners to 
start a research lab in cognitive psychology about that? Well, I'm pretty sure we could find, like, I, to be honest, I didn't search at all any article about it. Me neither. There must be some research about understanding versus retaining information. Because you can also say that when you talk versus write and the other guy receiving it will better remember the information that you give him just because it's multi-channel, like more or less, versus writing is like... I think at all about retention. <laughs> it's it's in, an interesting point. Uh, but any... So the, my problem with this approach is that any social field research will only quantify the current state right and in the current state we've been pushing people to do meetings all the time and idolizing oral communication and quizzing students and making presentations for decades so yeah but even if you don't agree on the whole speaking versus writing thing you're still a human being that talks. you know what i mean so it's important to talk <laughs> like whatever you're doing in your life is it that seems th so one of my point about this thing like speech can convey nuances is that nuances so nuances and emotions can be a disadvantage if they lead to misunderstanding that's that's what sure. we talk but I hate a little bit myself for bringing that up, but that's a very ableist perspective. People on the autism spectrum that might not pick up on those cues as much as, mm -hmm. uh, or in the same way as you would expect, no. uh, are actually actively detrimented by the, this kind of system. You, you, in text, you have like this line of things and you see it as part of the text. There is no hidden content that you don't see on the page, except for context. Right? <laughs> Yeah, except for everything. The times that the guy wrote, if you saw that he was writing and then removing and then writing again, all of that shit. And one interesting thing that I didn't have in my notes, so we're completely in blind territory here, is that uh, written communication is necessarily mediated, right? You have to write on something, whereas face-to-face -face communication is unmediated. So in this mediation layer, you can add any kind of software to help people pick up cues that they wouldn't have picked up or For this sure. kind of stuff. Or even translate between languages. You can do that already. Yeah, they're, they're getting better. But if we talk everywhere through text, it would be a lot easier. Like you wouldn't have to bother with speech recognition. There's also a thing about mediation, meaning, oh, you can't have your own private conversation then. Like you need to trust the software that you use, which is pretty dystopian, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, that's true in our world. World, but it's not <laughs> you, you can imagine an ideal world with peer-to-peer -peer decentralized encrypted communication channels you can for so, sure yeah like you could <laughs> like you can imagine that pretty easily oh but I, I was going to say so written communication in a vacuum can work but oral communication in a vacuum can't because there's no air in a vacuum to carry the sound wave <laughs> well it's just only vacuum written communication can't work because if you if you survive in a vacuum if you're in a spacesuit what would you write on? You're inside your spacesuit, you write on a keyboard and it uh, you have a LED display on your health headset. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that could work, actually. <laughs> that, that could work. So there's, uh, there's, <laughs> there's at least one thing that we can agree on is that written communication is better than oral when you don't have air. <laughs> well, not really, because... Like, because you can have mic. Yeah. <laughs> like Today's episode sponsor is Apologies. Sorry about all this. 
I still have stuff that are tangentially related to, to nuances and understanding like that. So let's go on that. I wanted to talk about the killer argument that oral conversation is obviously one-dimensional linear. Yes. Versus written conversation can be and should be more often than not. It's not. <laughs> but it can be uh, threaded and uh, non-linear. So you can ask for clarification about any word of the sentence by adding a comment on Google Doc or whatever you're using to clarify any nuance you might not have picked up on or to clarify any anything that needs clarifying or to go on tangents. Whereas in audio conversation, you're obliged to stay in sync with a singular flow. I completely agree with that. Meaning... And you're going to tell me it's a good thing? <laughs> no, no, it's not a good thing. I completely agree with that. Like now I don't chat a lot, except at work, but at work it's pretty linear. And even then it's threaded. You have that thing going on the other thing going on but uh, when i was younger and chatted a lot on whatever like msn or msn <laughs> that that is um i should have said slack instead of google doc comments yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, no but like when i was younger we would have like four conversations at the same time going on and we would just put like parentheses slash uh, i don't know accolade like that sort of thing to just say okay i'm talking about that which is not great ux but that's solvable right the medium allows it <laughs> what you wanted is called google wave <laughs> that was the best thing ever okay slack <laughs> Even Slack, because a threaded comment, yeah, it's one thing that text is better at than talking, for sure. But you can also argue that it also removes any kind of deep, any kind of possibility of deep conversation. Not, not any kind, but like Why? it's... That's funny. I would. Uh, I wouldn't think so. I, I have the impression that I get more more deep conversation in text than in... I don't know. For me, it has the same feeling of watching a book, watching a book, <laughs> watching a movie... And doing something else, even if the movie is great and it should make you cry, because you're not that invested, you're 40% invested into it, but you still have your like 60% of doing something else, you're only crying 40% basically. And it would be the same with a conversation. Maybe you're talking about your relationship like 40% of the time, 30% of the time you have that conversation about whatever, and 20% of the message is for another. But it, it's up to you. you. You don't have to be focused, but you can be focused. <laughs> There's a thing to be said about having two, meaning... Yeah, I understand that uh, you can force, like being forced to be focused can be a plus in itself, but I would counter that because you said like deep conversations and I feel like I have deeper conversation on text because of this element of mediation, which breaks the immediacy of the conversation. And that way I'm less self-aware. Oh, you less... I mean, a lot of people open their, uh, their heart more in text than in face-to-face -face conversation. Really? No? I don't know. I don't have writing conversation anymore. But I wouldn't think I so. thought that was, a, that was a thing when you have an embarrassing thing to say. You... I think it depends. Like, for example, I came out to my parents in writing form. Like, I just, like, put a letter in my room. Then I left to Bordeaux. And I was like, they're gonna find it one day. I mean, what I'm seeing is from a mathematical set theory point of view, everything you can do synchronously, you can also do them in the asynchronous framework of writing if you decide to. No, but... Yeah, but... But like, in synchronous thing, like you're this... forced to do that. Exactly. And you're but saying like, that, that has force value. has a value. Yeah, obviously. But... Obviously. Obviously, it has a value. 
obviously it has a value because like but you could have some sort of uh, IM uh, platform where the message disappear instantly and you can emulate the synchronous thing think you can also force people to be synchronous no but like no one would use it well maybe when uh, when introverts take over we can force everyone to use it <laughs> <laughs> by a law but like okay so so we can like i think it's a good way to talk about extraversion introversion i don't see how it is linked you don't think forcing people to talk to people is against introversion <laughs> for me it has the same cost talking by text or talking by voice both as a cost and it's the same cost that's why i never answer by text i'm like i don't want to talk to anyone right now i think that's the definition of introversion i don't want other people to think about right now i just want to be alone and so i don't see why it being by text i, I think it's not that binary well i don't know it might be that binary but i, I think there's a big difference between having a person in front of you being stuck in a synchronous conversation with all kind of implicit cues and not being able to go away uh, <laughs> politely versus the other person is a square on your screen you can take whatever time you want i don't think when i write a text now you taught me that it's synchronous with you and i don't need to answer right now and i can answer it But like you taught me that for you. But when someone sends you a text and you start answering, if you're just leaving mid-conversation, people would feel weird about it. They would be like, where has he gone? What, what is he doing right now? Like we were in the middle of a conversation. So you still need to say bye. You still need to say, okay, I have something else to do. It's the same shit. Like the same rules still apply. It's still human conversation. Yeah, but it's a different rhythm. You can, I think people understand if you're watching TV on the side or doing something like that and you can't answer instantly. You have the option of asynchronicity. Maybe I'm weird. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> this, this podcast, is this episode is going to be like, maybe I'm weird actually <laughs> but like for me like that's why I never answer it's just because I can't answer text when I'm doing something else oh it's another human being I need to think okay what do I need to that seems complicated like I, I need to think I don't know a lot yeah, of shit so for you the conceptualization of the conversation like of, of the recipient whether it's text or speech is the same concept right it's worse Because by voice, at least, it forces me to, like, just do that first. So I don't need to, like, whatever. It, like, gives me all the cues that I need to say, like, okay, he understand, I understand, like, this is done. I say bye. I can see his feeling. So, like, w by text, sometimes, like, oh, he seems pissed. I always feel like, okay, I don't know where I'm at with this person until I see them. It's interesting. I've seen so many research reports online saying like, oh, written communication has got a lot more richer with smiley, etc. memes. Uh, but there's a lot, lot, lot more than we can do to <laughs> afford expressivity. <laughs> so the thing is, with text, I don't see what you gain because you're still managing a state of sharing yourself with others. You gain the the control you gain the ability to take it at your own pace and not to have to match your opponent's your opponent opponent <laughs> <laughs> the recipient's pace <laughs> see that's a very introvert thing to say <laughs> you, yeah. you gain 
the ability to do things at your own time in your own terms and yeah if you're feeling angst you can say fuck off i'm done whereas if you're in real life it's a bit harder i feel angst way more often by writing than by talking because like then you can think about like what you're gonna say and you don't have a limit in time. Opening the door to self-reflection opens the door to uh, overthinking. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's an issue. The overall thing I'm getting from this is that there's so many dimensions to introversion versus extroversion and obsessiveness versus uh, chillness that it's hard to take any definitive conclusion. And I would love listeners to weigh in on that and tell yeah, me. Yeah, me too. Actually, me too. Tell us. This is the, the episode where we need the most, I think, feedback because maybe we're just both so weird. <laughs> we need to know what normal people are like, please. <laughs> I think we don't represent much. Obviously, text message has some kind of benefits over talking for having an historic. And like that means if you have a complex debate and that, not debate, like if you have a complex information exchange and you want to be sure that everyone understands it, having it written and everyone agreeing on what's written is better. I don't think anyone would argue against that. But <laughs> what I'm just saying is that to create that information, then it's not that sure that the information would be better if it was in writing. Because it's slower. Thank you for saying the S word. We can now enter in page two of my notes. <laughs> I, that's why I paused before that. I was like, I'm sure it's something is going to happen. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> you activated my trap card. <laughs> Are you saying by any chance that speech is faster? It is. I'm sure you have like 10, 10 articles that says it isn't. So let, let's have it. I'm sure you also don't agree with this, but I think it's useful to introduce a few elements of a rational framework to talk about this. So we're talking about an exchange of information between a sender and a recipient. Uh, I'm, I'm going to use read and write for the operation of producing this information and receiving the information. Okay. But it doesn't mean actually reading and writing because it's uh, like I have a computer metaphor. Do you think that's okay? Or? Yeah. Uh, write is producing and read is receiving. And so talking might be faster at writing time, but not at reading time. And you can see that because audiobooks are slower than books. No. And if it was so true that speech no, because it's was... Synchronous. What? It's in, no, 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 but like this is just false statement. Because when you speak... You read faster than you listen. No, but the thing is when you talk, both is happening at the same time. Yeah, but... No, but like there's no, no, no but. <laughs> it's just like it's happening at the same time. While one like happens in... Like there's a writing process and the reading process. Like insynchronously. While like when you're speaking, both are happening at the same time. The hearing process is suboptimal, could be better, could be faster. The bandwidth in reading is wasted. But as you said, to exchange information, you need it to be written and then to be read, okay? Yeah. When you speak, writing and reading happen at the same time. Yeah, but writing goes way faster. To exchange one bit of information, and you said that you write faster orally than you write by like actually writing. Yeah. So... One is orally, writing is, let's say, one, okay? Reading is zero because it happens at the same time. 
<laughs> writing with a pen or like on message, like writing is two because you say it was slower. And then reading is whatever you want. Like it can be zero. So but no, no, one. no, that's not, that's not true. So orally writing and reading happen at the same time. So it's one each, right? And I, I was talking about second, like ta ta time unit. So it's one, it's one and zero. No, one. No, because like it happens at the same time. It takes one second to, to hear. No, no, it's a sum total. So, so like the sum total is per, is for every person. You can't just choose arbitrarily the mean. What are you? It takes one to it. It takes one second for the speaker and one second for the listener. It takes two seconds total. No, it takes one second in real life. But that doesn't mean shit. One second in it real does, life. But no, but that, it does mean shit. Meaning the like, only thing that matters is the human seconds. No, no, no. In one second spent on us, there's one bit of information action. Yeah, but but the, the Earth is not. Of this, no, no, but it, it is though. I want to talk about humans, I don't want to talk about the earth. No, no, you do, you're not talking about your man, you're talking about information exchange. So, I have an information to share with you. What's important is to compound, it's not m the spend time of me versus the spend time of you, it's the spend time of us, not the yeah. spend time of the earth. Yeah, of us, and the spend time of us is two seconds one second for you, one second for me. I spend one second listening to your shit and you spend one second talking to me. I don't see why this is hard. <laughs> no, but I see what you mean. I just, I, I just, it's, it just, it's midnight. At with midnight and one second, information has been exchanged. Okay. <laughs> In your thing. Yeah, it's one second of my life and one second of your life for sure. But the information process, the exchange process has lasted one second. And we're talking about what's the fastest exchange process. But whatever, let's say 1-1. One, one. Let's say 1-1. One, one. Yeah? Let's say 1-1. One, one. Even if it's like whatever. Okay, let's go. Let's say 1-1. So one, you have one. two seconds for the, for the speech. Okay. But like, I, the thing is like... And for the written communication, writing it, you take longer. So you can take one second and a half. But reading it is faster. So you get half a second. And it's the same two seconds, but spent differently. For me to exchange, I like this movie. For the information to be exchanged, it's like midnight and two with writing and reading, with writing, <laughs> writing. And it's midnight and one with speaking. And why? Because it happens at the fucking same time. The thing is, when you write, I don't do shit. You're thinking as if when someone is writing in a synchronous chat, each text message was completely in a vacuum where the other guy would do something else. That's not what's happening. It could happen. It does happen it all the time. It could happen, but like not at each message. No. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but no. And then, so the view of it's one plus one, just no, it's not one plus one. It's one plus, like one second happen. For a message of one second, I agree, it sounds ridiculous. But for a meeting of han half an hour, like you go to a, a presentation that's half an hour, that's half an hour used of all the employees. Whereas if they read the same memo, it's maybe one hour for the boss who types it and 10 okay. minutes for each employee. So, 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 so I agree. I agree with that. So we can say. Then, in a one-to-one -one conversation, speaking is easier and faster. In another format, in the format of a meeting, which is one speaker for 10 listeners. Sure. What I have in mind is a one-to-one -one, -one conversation. And it's just my main point is that speaking is faster is a very biased point of view, which is the biased point of view of people who speak. Because for the recipient, half of their time is wasted. <laughs> 
<laughs> because reading, uh, because hearing is a lot faster. Like the proof is that you listen to YouTube on times two or times three or whatever. Like you waste an, an insane amount of time. You have to match the rhythm of the speaker. To me, that means if you prefer speech over texts, it means that you are selfishly asking people to listen to you and match your rhythm instead of letting them pick their rhythm. And there is time asymmetry in the reading versus writing operations that to me denotes selfishness. I would agree if and only if, again, when you were reading, you could do something else while waiting for the guy to write. And this assumption can be true in a very asynchronous way, like with mail, for example, like that can completely true. Like snail mail, completely agree. Completely asynchronous, you can do whatever, like completely agree with you. In a synchronous conversation, then no, like, like then you see those three dots saying like, the guy is typing, you're like, okay, do I have time to read that shit? Like, do I have like time to alt-tap to another thing? And then like, boom, the text. But don't you think it's important that you can versus in oral, you can't even, even if you want, there's no fucking way to do that. It's just a feature that is not possible. I mean, in class, you, you're doing that always, no? But zoning out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember in class, like I, I would do other stuff while the teacher was talking. And to be sure, information was... Which conversation mode force your full attention, hey? <laughs> because it's one to many... No, because one like... To one to one versus one to many. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I think there's three different things. There's like one to one, one to many, many to many. I think the only thing where you write is one to many. One to one, it's faster. You have more queue, like whatever, you're just wrong. So that's that. <laughs> <laughs> many to many, many to many just doesn't work by text. Like it's just a mess. Like everyone took at the same times. Like the linearity is lost. It never happens. Actually. Wait, 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 wait! It doesn't work on a single thread. But text is the thing that allows multi-threading. So it doesn't work in speech, but it works in text. Isn't many to many exactly what happens on message boards online? And you can read whatever topic you want and contribute to whatever topic you want. It does. Okay, maybe many too many is... I think many too many is not really converse conversation. Well, it is communication, but... Uh, yeah. It's a bit uh, of a weird case. Okay, so we solved it. One too many, you're wrong. One too many, I'm wrong. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no I mean... No. <laughs> you have nothing to say. Well, that's my point. The thing that upsets me the most about speech is that it is fundamentally forcing a rhythm and locking people. It's... Insanely totalitarian. But like wh what I really, and like it's been five times, so like it's going to be a mess to edit, I think. But like wh wh what I'm saying is I don't know in what world you're living where you don't feel that in writing format. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see it. I just don't see when you're in conversation one-to-one -one with someone synchronously, you not answering for 10 minutes means something for the other person. So like, oh, he doesn't care. He's doing something else. It means something. Yeah, it means he's doing something else, but everyone's doing something all the time nowadays. Not when you're talking. But asynchronously, not when you're texting. Yes, when you're texting. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of the podcast is sponsored by our sense of hearing. With it, you can listen to the largest selection of podcasts and audiobooks on the market. But that's not all. 
You can also use it for everyday conversations, or even at work. So don't wait anymore and give it a try today. I mean, what are you doing when you talk synchronously on Facebook or whatever? I think I switch recipients. I look at pictures, take my mind off of things. At least I'm not forced to listen to someone at half speed. It's like, how can you bear it? It's like listening to YouTube in half speed. Nobody does that. <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> Why do we do that in day-to-day -day conversation? Because then you're present. It's a thing, Johan. Like, it's a real thing. Being present is a thing. <laughs> like I But I, I want someone to be present for the time where they're listening, not force them to be present and waste time. But, like, the thing is, again, like, when you're looking at pictures, whatever, when you're talking to someone, you're not completely present. The same thing applies to, like, watching a movie while doing something else. You're not completely pre present. You can be. <laughs> You can't be if you're paying attention to both, but you can choose to pay attention to one at a time. <laughs> the thing is, like, when I talk, I never do anything else. I'm always 100% in. And that's why I don't see... I think, like, it's just personal preference at this point. I just don't see how I cannot give 100% to the person I'm talking. So I don't see how I can do something else. And you are like, fuck that shit, I don't care. And so you can do multiple things. I think we agree. We have a conclusion. If you have no other point. Before concluding, I'd like to make a lightning round of all the things that are possible in asynchronous written conversation and are not possible orally. All the features you get for free, like my third page that is not about answering your argument, but is about bringing new features. Some of which we already briefly mentioned, but in lightning round, uh, I often do a lightning round at the end of episodes. <laughs> when you get multi-threaded compared to single-threaded, you can have organization and hierarchy that come with it to highlight what is important, what needs precision, etc. A thing we touched on, and that I think is pretty important. In what software? Like, yeah, you can do that theoretically, but like, in what software you can do that? I don't know. My, my whole point... No, no, you say it for free. No, no, your whole point is like, you say it for free. <laughs> It's not for free. If it if it doesn't exist, you can't say no, it's for free. But my point is that if society is convinced, then we'll stop investing in Zoom and start investing in Google Wave. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, we could create asynchronous talking, which is what's happening with the new generations that like send, which is <laughs> the most <laughs> awful feature, the the sending voice memo. This is a thing now that is happening, and that's insane. <laughs> that is the most insane thing. Sounds like literally the worst aspect that we highlight of the two methods, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. The only reason is for the writer. Yeah, I mean, that was going to be the conclusion of my lighting round, but it's like reading and writing take more effort, and we're not really geared towards that. But if we decide that we want to go in that direction, it's easier because we have decades of bias built up into us and we could be more efficient if we decide. Oh, there's also genetics, like we're made to talk. Yeah, but we can rewrite genetics now. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but then it's not decades, it's like more millennia. Sure. <laughs> but look, look at all the features. So let me go back to my lightning round. We talked a little bit about how archival is automated. No more taking notes of meetings, etc. Which brings, at the same time, you can query this archive. You can control F the conversation to say like, oh, when is the last time Vlad said this word? What did he mean by that? Mm -hmm. You can skip all the parts you already know. 
you're not stuck in the single thread. With face-to-face -face conversation, you have a lot of social implicit obligation of small talk and bullshit like that, that you can skip to get to the point. Like, how? Why? No. Same thing with text message. Like, you say always, like, hello, how are you? What's up? Well, I guess it also depends on your text messages hab habits, I guess. Yeah, so social stuff, I say. In, in our conversation in text, we are always sending information straight to the point, whereas when we record, we have half an hour of small talk that I have to edit. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, and just saying, like, you enjoy them. I mean, that's neither here nor there. Which <laughs> 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 is not the point of this conversation. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You, you can backlog a lot of messages at a time in a synchronous conversation, whereas in one-to-one, -one, you have to consume messages one by one. <laughs> So you can't batch information like that. Mm, okay. You can copy-paste, have lossless citations. Audio is necessarily lossy. Not really. Like if we record it. <laughs> it's rare, but yeah. One thing that might be interesting that we didn't talk uh, that much about is that the written communication is resilient to background noise. The signal is clear. Whereas when you have a conversation, <laughs> you have to have good ears. That's not evidently true. If you write with a pen, then there's a lot of noise. Oh yeah, you can have noisy uh, channels. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good point. And uh, the last thing I had on my list, which I wanted to bring up because I was setting up the podcast recording and sometimes we do that when I'm on the phone and sometimes we do that before I'm on the phone. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I panic a lot when I have to do things while being talked to while talking to someone <laughs> because single threading, I guess. You can't multitask. Uh, whereas if it's by text, I can do something on the side if I need to. But that's interesting. I don't have that issue at all. You never have a demo effect? Imagine coding with someone watching over your shoulder. No, but that's awful because I'm awful at coding. Okay, I guess I'm just awful at everything, maybe. <laughs> In general, I, I have a general sense of being awful. <laughs> I mean, plugging in a mic, like nothing can go very wrong. Do you have other stuff that you want a lightning round uh, before the conclusion? Okay, so there's a thing about being concise while talking that you can't do while writing. Because... Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. That, that was going to be my... Uh, I have the opposite point of view. Like, when you're talking, you have to just follow the thoughts. You can't go back. Whereas when you're writing, you can edit and make it compact. You can say shut up. Yeah, the shut up part. The shut up part is very important. Fail because fast. Then, yeah, exactly. Fail fast, try again. The thing I think where we don't agree is you're thinking about the information process of like two units, like one human with one human, and thinking that the time of one human has two completely separate entities. What I'm saying is generally a conversation, even if it's online, that's not happening. It's one entity, which is human plus human, that spends the same time. I think that's an amazingly uh, to-the-point conclusion. I think you put your fingers right on it. <laughs> And it's it's weird because that makes me the libertarian and you the communist in that, <laughs> in that context. <laughs> Usually I'm the totalitarian communist guy, but I don't know. Not when I am on the <laughs> outside of the room, I guess. <laughs> Not when it's for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I like my freedom. <gasps> Not when I disagree with the rule. <laughs> I'm only totalitarian with rules I can agree with. <laughs> yeah, that's why you should be a dictator. Ha <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and I would force everyone to speak through text. That also provides a really nice segue into the conclusion because I really want to know on what side the norm is. <laughs> are people more like you and in saying that conversations are necessarily synchronous? Is that a fair statement? Necessarily is a bit strong, I think, but... Are a synchronous thing <laughs> in general? Is conversation correlated strongly with synchronicity? We could say that. Ex Do you conceive of conversation as two different clocks or one single clock? <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, maybe easier to understand. <laughs> For whom? <laughs> For audience, I guess. That's such a weird way to phrase it. So please help us figure out of what normal people are because we're not we're too not normal. That's a weird statement. <laughs> But that's essentially what we're asking now. We're asking like are we normal? That's more of a statement. Maybe we are. Didn't we prove that at least one of us is not? <laughs> On this point, anyway. Maybe 50, like maybe 50% of the population are one way and 50% are the yeah. other way. And I would also love, uh, dear listeners, if any of you has uh, has access to some research papers who tackle this, because maybe someone did a survey. That would be really cool. If you can help us <laughs> with this to do, dear listeners, it's not daily podcast, all in one go on Twitter, YouTube, gmail.com, Reddit, and we'd be really, really grateful. I feel like each episode I say more than all the other episodes. <laughs> It's an ever-increasing curve of demand of feedback. And also, by all these platforms, let us know who won the debate. <laughs> and we can conclude next time, but not, not tomorrow. tomorrow. Bye. Bye.